Welcome to episode 101 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, We've always wondered why people suffer through making pancakes on the trail. And today we face the ultimate pancake challenge to find out why. We'll also share the top five ways to make your pancakes worth the extra effort. On the Summit Gear Review, we have not one, not two, not three, Well, actually, yes, three pieces of gear that all contributed to the success of the ultimate pancake challenge. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from someone who believes that pancakes equal love. All this and that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. I see that in today's intro, you've already passed a verdict on the pancake challenge. We did it. It's done. Well, you used the word success. Done is different than success. I think done is success on the trail. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the simplest things, if you can do those things on the trail, that is success. So we made pancakes and it was kind of a big deal because we had some kickback from one of the hosts on this show who didn't believe that pancakes were worth the effort on the trail. In fact, we had our fact checkers send us a little clip back from episode nine. Roll the audio. How about a top five worst list? Oh, boy. backpacking breakfasts. I'll give you my number one, pancakes. So you get a scout out there with a little camp stove. And of course, these camp stoves have two heat levels. There's off and there's scorching hot. NASA hot. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got a scout out there with a pan. It's Of course, it's not a no-stick pan. It's just this really dinged up, horrible looking (laughs) pan that came out of the closet. And he's got his spatula. And of course, he's made a huge mess mixing pancake batter. (laughs) And he pours it in, you know, the bottom burns before the top even starts to bubble. So can you guess what my uh, number two worst breakfast would be? Uh, Actually, my top, um, my number two three, four, and five are all pancakes. (laughs) Don't do pancakes on your backpacking trip. You're like... You're awful. I mean, these are screwed of breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) You won't even use one lump of coal to heat up one little griddle cake. Nope. (laughs) Oh, brings back memories. Scout campouts, burnt pancakes, frying pans that had to be tossed in the garbage after the camp out. But they weren't. They came back on the next (laughs) camp out with carbonized pancakes still attached. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can have pancakes on a backpacking trip. And I think we came up with some really great solutions if you are in love with pancakes. In fact, when I was looking for quotes to share for today's trail wisdom, I came across a lot of quotes from people who were obsessed with pancakes. 
And if you're one of those people, you know what I'm talking about. Like this quote right here, for example. Blood is thicker than water, but maple syrup is thicker than blood, so technically pancakes are more important than family. Stuff like that. <laughs> there are some people out there that are, they, they really love pancakes. So I see my problem. I'm not fanatic about pancakes, even at home. I mean, yeah, okay, pancake breakfast, that's nice. Biscuits and gravy, now you're talking, mm. right? Eggs, potatoes, pancakes are just kind of a so-so thing for me for breakfast in the first place. So I guess I don't have that extra bit of built-in drive to try to bring them on the trail. And for me, I saw pancakes as the ultimate challenge. Josh, when you said pancakes were your top five least favorite breakfasts, I kind of took that as a challenge and decided to maybe prove you wrong that pancakes are a legitimate breakfast option on the trail. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be grateful that I did prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this ultimate pancake challenge had three rules. Number one, they had to be simple. That meant that they had to be easy to put together on the trail. So just add water would be really nice. And then they also had to be equal to or less of a mess than a pot of oatmeal. Number two, they had to be healthy. So they had to have more than just white flour. They had to have some kind of substance and nutrition that would give a really great slow energy burn throughout the morning. And then number three, they had to be delicious. And my only criteria for delicious was the pancakes must not burn. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. That's actually a really good <laughs> single criterion for deliciousness. That's about it. So we will share the real results of the Ultimate Pancake Challenge at the end of today's Summit Gear Review. And I have to say, before we go into our top five list, that Josh really was very supportive of this Ultimate Pancake Challenge, as, you know, reluctant as he was to even participate and uh, have his name associated with this Ultimate Pancake Challenge. <laughs> He was there holding the griddle, making sure everything was all balanced and, you know, giving suggestions along the way. So he contributed greatly to the success of this challenge. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you, man. <laughs> well, for today's top five list, we have the top five ways to A-game your pancakes on the trail. A lot of times pancakes are really... I don't know, lacking nutrition, lacking zing, flavor, whatever you want to call it. They're a very bland comfort food. And so we have some ideas that might just kind of bump it up for you nutrition-wise, flavor-wise, color-wise, and just make your pancakes a little bit more special on your next trip. So the number one way to A-game your pancakes on the trail is to make your pancakes multi-grain. So for today's Backpack Hack of the Week, we'll be giving you a recipe for do-it-yourself, just-add-water, multi-grain pancake mix. And the reason that multi-grain is so important is because complex carbs stick with you much longer than simple carbs. So for example, a simple carb would be white flour or white sugar. They're very refined and they just kind of go through you like a Disneyland ride. Plus, with multigrain, you can really get a good balance of calories, fiber, and nutrients. Josh, you really like texture in your foods. Like with ice cream, you're always adding 
mix-ins to your ice cream. This kind of is the same thing with a multigrain pancake. You have the mix-ins of all these grains that you can add in. It gives the pancake a little more, I guess, tooth is what you'd call it, or a little more chew. I agree. Plain white flour pancakes have such a, a smooth texture, but to me, that's a little off-putting. It's, it's just so bland. So multigrain kind of pumps it up a little. But like you said, I think the most important thing about multigrain pancakes is that they're actually going to last for a few hours. You're not going to be hungry an hour after breakfast. You just get done cleaning the pan that you cooked your pancakes in and you're already hungry again. So multigrain helps with that. The number two way to A-game your pancakes on the trail is to use coconut oil in your pan. Coconut oil is great because it has a higher melting temperature, which means it's going to stay solid longer. So if you go on a cooler weather trip, you're going to have a brick of coconut oil in your little container. That'll be a little less risky than bringing something like olive oil, which tends to leak. In fact, we just took a shoulder season backpacking trip a few days ago, and with the temperatures the way they were, the coconut oil was solid the entire trip. The coconut oil in the pan not only helps the pancakes to not stick, but it also gives them a really crispy browned exterior and adds tons of flavor and calories. And all of those, they're important if you want me to sort of like the pancakes, to actually get that that nice, you know, something on the outside of the pancake that, that you actually feel when you bite it and to get the additional flavor plus the calories. I'm all about calories. The number three way to A-game your pancakes on the trail is to use real maple syrup. Now, this is something that you can put in a little bottle, but I found some maple syrup online called Untapped, and it's a little one-ounce package of syrup. It kind of looks like a sport gel, you know, like goo or something like that. And it's the perfect size for throwing in your pack and then using on your pancakes in the morning. Now, what about doing an actual sport gel pack? You know, the goo type stuff on pancakes. What do you think? Oh, definitely. There are so many flavors. I mean, yeah, pick any of those goo type sport gels and you can have any flavor of syrup on your pancake that you want. That is brilliant. Another kind of fun variation on maple syrup is to do a honey syrup. And I made a batch of this recently that was amazing. You just take plain old honey and you add a little bit of water to it to thin it down just a little bit. You add a little bit of vanilla and a pinch of cinnamon and then stir it up really well. And it makes this amazing spiced honey syrup that tastes so good on pancakes. The number four way to A-game your pancakes on the trail is bacon. I agree. So uh, bacon bits could be stirred into the batter. That sounds pretty good. good. You know, or just just, um, lay some strips of bacon in the pan, especially if you use the pre-cooked stuff, then you don't really have to quote unquote cook the bacon. You're just warming it up while your pancakes are cooking. Oh, that'd be perfect because like the amount of time it takes to cook the pancake is the amount of time that it takes to reheat the bacon and you just have this perfect marriage of salty and sweet. Oh, that sounds amazing. And the number five way to A-game your pancakes on the trail is by using freeze-dried strawberries. So what I would do with this is put some strawberries in like a little sandwich zip-top bag and then pour a little bit of water in and wait for those strawberries to rehydrate and then pour them on top of your pancake. Really simple, but kind of classy at the same time. I love it. And the great thing about pancakes 
is that after breakfast, you can totally repurpose them. So you can use them as bread at lunchtime for your peanut butter and Nutella sandwich, or you could even use them for dinner to sop up your soup. So really, pancakes aren't just for breakfast. You could use them throughout the day. So I guess I'm half trying to convince you, Josh, the pancakes are not a waste of time on the trail. I mean, I'm not even saying this because I'm one of those pancake freaks that's, you know, I love pancakes. But I'm saying it because this is something that we can incorporate into one of our future trips. Yeah, and I've got that amazing loaded granola that you make. Yes, that is good. And you're trying to convince me. I, I mean, that's... That's a hard job to convince me (laughs) that any other breakfast is worth substituting for that granola is a pretty tough job. So when it's pancakes, that's an even tougher job. (laughs) All right. Then to be fair, we will do an episode dedicated to granola called the Great Granola Challenge. (laughs) It would be successful, hands down. Awesome. Well, for today's Summit Gear Review, we have the Snow Peak Pancake Trifecta. In order to be successful with our ultimate pancake challenge, we needed to have a nonstick skillet or frying pan. We needed to have something that could flip the pancakes. And then we needed to have a stove that was completely adjustable, where you could turn it all the way down to the lowest setting. So today's pancake trifecta is three pieces of gear from Snow Peak. The Snow Peak folding turner, which we call a spatula. The Snow Peak aluminum nonstick cooker 1000, which has a frying pan in it. It's actually a set of pans. And then the Snow Peak gigapower stove. So the first thing that we needed for creating amazing pancakes on the trail was a spatula. So we picked the Snow Peak Folding Turner, which is made of nylon and stainless steel, and it only weighs 0.7 ounces, or 20 grams, and it folds up into a tiny little spatula. I mean, you can hold it in the palm of your hand. It's so tiny. It's like a little bat. even has little wings. It's so cute. So it has this nylon spatula surface, uh, the paddle or whatever that's called, and then the handle is two... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost as thin as a wire. Right. Two of these stainless steel wire loops, each one kind of folds away from each other around over the nylon part. And then you can unfold them and they just kind of pop into place with each other. It's very cleverly designed. Which is something we noticed with all of the Snow Peak gear that we used for this challenge. Little details that they paid attention to and and just some really ingenious designs. Oh, it's so Japanese. They are amazing designers. In fact, as I looked at the packaging for this uh, Snow Peak Folding Turner, I noticed the Japanese next to the English. So English said Folding Turner. And the Japanese was written in Katakana. Katakana is the character set that they use when they've adopted words from foreign languages. But it's also a character set that they use when they're just making up names. And so I thought, huh, that's interesting. I wonder what they translated it from. And I read the katakana, and it made no sense to me. It was yain peta. I was trying to think of some English word for, you know, yain peta, yain peta. I used Google Translate and... Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) All we could think of is that maybe it's a word they made up, kind of like Ikea makes up words. Just, it's a word that means this product. Yeah, it's just the name 
of their product. You know, just like we give cars names that are oftentimes just made up. So Snowpeak does that. It was kind of cute. You know, I mean, the Snowpeak brand in Japanese is Snowpeaku. But this little folding turner is not a folding gutuna, tunu, whatever. It's a yain peta. Cute. I like that. As far as investment goes, this little yain peta folding turner from Snowpeak is $10. The next thing we needed as part of our pancake trifecta was the perfect frying pan. It had to be nonstick, and it was a bonus if the handle could be removed or folded in. So this Snowpeak set is aluminum and it's nonstick and it has a handle which can be used either on the frying pan that comes in this set or on the pot. And the nice thing about this set is that everything can be stacked together. It comes with a little carrying sack, plus it has felt so that you can separate all the pans and the lid and they won't rub against each other, either in storage or while you're hiking. The nonstick surface is made of fluorine and the outside of the pans is hard anodized aluminum. The handle, again, is really clever. It's uh, this stainless steel that's, you know, scarcely thicker than a wire. Maybe like a metal coat hanger, it's a little thicker than that. But it's not a folding handle. Right. And, and that was always a problem on those scout troop campouts because you'd be down there and, you know, then you go to flip the pancake without a spatula maybe. And what you end up doing is flipping the pan right over oh. your wrist. <laughs> and burning yourself because it was a folding handle. But this one is not a folding handle. It, it just so cleverly slides and attaches onto a connector on the pan. And once you've attached it, it's completely secure. So it's kind of like a pair of tongs that have kind of a hook in the front. So you hook the front of the tongs into this little slot on the pan, and then you slide this little connector up the handle and it holds the tongs in place, it keeps them closed. It makes for a very secure handle on your pan. It didn't get hot while we were cooking. It was really well designed. And because this pot set is aluminum, it only weighs 13.5 ounces or 382 grams and it costs $65. And so with that, you know, you get the one quart pot, the lid that goes on the pot, plus the frying pan, plus the handle, plus the carrying stuff and the, the felt that goes inside of it. So it's a really good value for a really very versatile set. Well, so that certainly gives us an advantage in our pancake challenge, because when I was on scout campouts, these were $2 cook sets that you bought at the local store. Oh, like the aluminum mess kit kind of thing? Exactly. Those warp really quickly. Oh yeah. So this pan is it's a little more than a scout would afford for sure, but it, it just performs so much better. The number three part of our pancake trifecta is the Snowpeak Gigapower stove. And we liked this because it had an adjustable flame it was fairly wind resistant, like while we were making our pancakes, it was fairly windy. And we chose not to use a windscreen because I forgot to bring the windscreen. And so uh, we got to test its wind resistance just a little bit. It weighs 3.7 ounces or 103 grams. And it comes with a little carrying case, which I thought was just one of those, you know, one of those little extra details that the Japanese put into everything they do. And Snow Peak especially is a really detail-oriented brand. This is a butane stove, so you just screw it onto a butane fuel canister, 
It has a pot stabilizer that consists of four pieces that you pull out. They, they all hinge out. And the flame surface, uh, you know, with a lot of stoves, it's a flame surface that's coming out of the top of the stove. But this one looks more like, I would say, like a thimble with the flame coming out the sides of the thimble. It's a little bigger than a thimble. But that was important for a couple of reasons. One, that it spread the flame a little bit more instead of shooting it straight up to our pan while we're trying to cook pancakes. And then also, this stove was super adjustable. We could adjust it down to, I think, like a quarter or a half turn away from completely off and just have just the lowest simmer on this stove. And, and the flame was still there. It wasn't cutting out. Uh, it wasn't getting blown out by the wind. It had a really consistent, smooth flame at such a low setting. And for investment, the Snow Peak Gigapower stove comes in around $50. Now for trial, every challenge has obstacles, and our ultimate pancake challenge was no different. The first obstacle that we had to face was kind of the, the balancing of the frying pan on the stove, making sure that the pot was centered and that it wasn't just going to flip off as soon as we let go of the handle. The diameter of our frying pan was about twice the diameter of the supports on the stove. And so if you got sliding off a couple inches to one side or the other, even if you were centered and the pan was empty, the weight of the handle on one side would tend to cause the pan to just tip off of the stove. Yeah, so it's really important to make sure your pan is centered. No matter what pan you're using and no matter what stove, make sure that when you let go of the handle that it's not just going to fall. The second obstacle that we faced during this pancake challenge was that the pancake batter thickened a lot and the first couple pancakes were really too thick. So we had to add more liquid to the batter in the plastic bag that we had mixed the pancake batter in. Which is usually not a big deal, but we had cut a little corner off of the bottom of the bag to act as the opening through which we would squeeze out the pancake batter into the pan which is a really nice no-mess solution because you don't have to scoop it out with a spoon or anything like that. Problem was, we, now we realized we needed to add more water and we already had a hole in the bottom corner of our bag. So one of our kids held it in place with his thumb and finger while I added more water and stirred it as quickly as I could. And, you know, it ended up thinning out fine and then we used the rest of the batter. So it ended up fine, but... Next time, I think what we'll do is we'll cut a hole in the top of the Ziploc bag so that we can just add more water if we need to without worrying about, you know, batter pouring out of the bottom corner. You want to do the third obstacle since you are the most passionate? I'm pretty passionate about the third obstacle. <laughs> the third obstacle was keeping the already cooked pancakes warm while you're cooking more pancakes. And this isn't just a trail thing. Like when we make pancakes at home or waffles or whatever, Josh preheats the oven to 200 degrees and puts in, you know, like a ceramic platter in the oven and puts everything in the oven so it stays warm. So when we eat breakfast, everyone has a nice warm breakfast. So this really is important. So during this trial, we cooked one pancake at a time. Like we tried cooking some smaller silver dollar size pancakes, you know, multiple in the pan and figured out it was easier to just pour in a single pancake at a time. So these are probably what, about four inch. Yeah, four to six inches. Four to six inch pancakes. Yeah. So you cook one and that takes about two minutes a pancake. And then you take it out of the pan and you set it in some dish somewhere. And then you cook your next pancake for two minutes. 
and the next one for two minutes. After half a dozen pancakes, your first pancake has now been sitting in the cold. Like you're not in your house. You're outside where it's a little bit cooler and the wind is blowing a little and it just takes that heat away so quick. And your first pancake has been sitting there for 10 or 12 minutes. And so by the time you get around to eating your pancake, you know, you pour on this cold syrup which is, <laughs> ugh, on a cold pancake and you've just lost all the appeal of pancakes. The cold pancakes are a problem. I would say cold syrup you can always just stick the syrup packet in your pocket and warm it up to at least 98.6 degrees, at least. Yeah, that's a great thing to do while you're cooking your pancakes. Get the syrup warmed up. And so here's what we did. And I guess this kind of worked. We cooked all the pancakes, and yes, they got cold. Um, but we stored them in the Snow Peak pot that came as part of that cook set. After we were done cooking the pancakes, we put the, the entire batch of pancakes inside the pot onto the stove. And because that stove can be turned down so low, we were able to get it down to just kind of a warming temperature. And we let the entire pot of pancakes sit on the stove for five minutes or so to warm back up. And that worked out really well. Of course, it added five minutes to the, to the whole test, but it worked. I'm claiming this ultimate pancake challenge a success with a couple caveats, I guess. That is that the pancakes took a long time for a family of six, but for just one or two hikers, this could be a really great breakfast option. It took us about 30 minutes to do about 12 four to six inch pancakes. And in the end, it was good. I mean, it was a chilly day, so everyone just kind of huddled around the low flame. It was really nice. Um, and also, the pancakes ended up not using a lot of fuel. We weighed the canister after we were finished, and we had used only 1.6 ounces of fuel for a dozen six inch pancakes. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that qualifies as not much. I guess we should have compared to boiling uh, a cup of water, say, to make some oatmeal. It takes more than boiling a cup of water for oatmeal, for sure. But I would say pancakes are a little more special. Like, especially if you do some of the things from our top five list today, you know, maybe A-game those pancakes. Especially if you wanted to surprise someone on the trail. Pancakes are just a labor of love. You know, whether you do them at home or whether you do them on the trail, they do require a little extra babysitting and a little extra effort. And I think that's what's so special about pancakes. Oh, hold on a second. I just noticed the aluminum nonstick cook set also has a special katakana name. It's yain kuka. So kuka makes total sense. That came from English. Cooker, Cooker. yeah, that makes sense. And when I punched yain just all by itself into Google, Google decided that that's a wild monkey. What? It's very cute. It's not for cooking wild monkeys, though. No. Well, just decide how much you trust Google Translate. <laughs> for today's backpack hack of the week, DIY multigrain pancake mix. Just add water. This recipe is from our new cookbook that'll be coming out this December. Ooh, we haven't talked about the cookbook much. No, we talked about it like a year ago, maybe even more, because it's something we wanted to do. I mean, it was just, it's been on our list forever. And finally... We finally got around to it. We've really? developed all 40 recipes. We're just really excited. We've, we've uh, well, you've developed all the recipes already. We've done all the photography and the writing. And so should be out in time for the holidays. 
So here's a sneak peek of one of the recipes that you can try out at home or on the trail. So you'll need one cup of flour, a half cup of oats, two tablespoons of flax seeds, a fourth teaspoon of salt, a tablespoon of sugar, and two teaspoons of baking powder. And then you'll also want to pack along some coconut oil or some canola oil. So put all of the dry ingredients into a blender and blend them up really well. One of the reasons for doing this is because the flax seeds actually take the place of the eggs in this recipe. So you want to get those all ground up really well. And then you'll want to store that powdered mix in a quart freezer zip top plastic bag. And then on the trail or at home, add about one and a half cups of water and mix really well. Now, when we made it recently, we added what we thought was about a cup and a half of water, and it turned out to be a little less than that. So this is one of those things you might just have to kind of get a feel for. On the trail, you're not going to have a measuring cup, so you might need to kind of get a feel for what pancake batter feels like at home and try and get that same consistency when you're on the trail. So once you've mixed the water into the zip top bag, heat up the nonstick skillet over medium low heat. Then snip off the upper corner of the bag to dispense your pancake batter. And then flip the pancakes when small bubbles start to form on the top. And this recipe makes about 12 four to six inch pancakes. And if you've done it right, cleanup is super easy. You've got a Ziploc bag, but all the mess is inside the bag, except that it does have a little corner snipped off of it. So that can easily go into your trash. The nonstick skillet, really, if you've done it right, you should have literally nothing sticking to the surface of the skillet. And the spatula, just quickly wipe it off. I would say that in in terms of getting rid of the mess, uh, yeah, you definitely figured it out. This challenge was definitely a success from that perspective. (laughs) In terms of impressing Josh, I don't know. I'll have to make pancakes again soon and see what you think. See if I can bring some really incredible toppings or um, you seemed really impressed by the bacon. Oh, bacon is impressive. I'll I'll bring some bacon mixins for you. (laughs) And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Kathleen Flynn. She said, I don't have to tell you I love you. I fed you pancakes. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been on a recent backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. This is a butane stove, so you just uh, screw it onto a butane, <laughs> butane cooker. Wild monkey cooker. Oh, what? That's it for today. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs>